What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, raid line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can, can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch, claw, up against the wall. Can't explain it, what I'm feeling right now, guys. I can't believe it. Let's open up that race Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USD has hired Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Random Troy Radio, episode 485, coming to you on Monday, May 22nd. We're going to talk about the big shakeup at USC. Mike Bone is out as USC's athletic director. Uh, It was a big sort of surprise that came out. On Friday, we're going to talk about that uh, and so much more here on this episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Reign of Troy. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Reign of Troy. Be sure to join us here live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. Except next week. There won't be an episode on Memorial Day, but we'll talk about that more later. Um, And as always, you can join us here in our YouTube membership. You get bonus episodes. Um for members only and join our discord as well. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Uh, Spotify tune in wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We are there. Uh, and as always, I'm your host, Mike Castillo, journal along with my co-host here in the Ranchway studio in Los Angeles, Elisa Deratola. Welcome. Hello everybody. Hello. Uh, we are back. Um, for a live episode that has a lot to talk about. We talked about it last week that we're sort of getting to the point in the off season where it's a little bit difficult to sort of come up with, you know, a rundown full of news when there's not really news. Like May is basically the dead period of content, um, which also makes it fun because we can talk about, you know, off the wall stuff. We can, we can rank USC's PAC 12 wins like we, we did last week. Um, but we got stuff to talk about for real this time because on Friday, um, 
the Mike Bone news came out, and I think we just have to get right into it, right? I think there's no beating around the bush. Uh, it's clearly the biggest news at USC this summer, um, at least. I mean, it's 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 going to be the thing that we're talking about for I, I, the last time USC had to look for an athletic director. It took months. months. Yeah. So months. we could be talking about this well into the season, and it uh, the 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 framework in in a very very important year for USC. Last year, the Pac-12 moving into the Big Ten, like this was not an ideal time to lose an athletic director. This is big. We're going to have to spend some time on it. All right, let's get to the news. All right, like we said, Mike Bone out as USC's athletic director. Um, There was a statement that was... Um, from Mike Bone um, that was put out on Friday uh, where he started after 40 years of college athletics leadership. It is the right time to step away from my position as director of athletics at University of Southern California. I've dedicated my life to serving student athletes and advancing the enterprise of intercollegiate athletics. I will always be proud of leading the program out of the most tumultuous times in the history of the profession and at USC with a restored reputation and national milestone accomplishments i led the process to join the big 10 yada 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 goes on and on and on and says that at the end i'm moving on and important now that i focus on being president present with my treasured family addressing ongoing health challenges reflecting on how i can be impactful in the future that was from mike bone and really this came out of the same time that there was a letter to the trojan community from the office of the usc president carol fultz uh, which was sent to students, faculty, staff, um, eventually media, which Carol Foltz, um, you, you want to read that one? Yeah, uh, Carol Foltz said, Dear Trojan community, I'm writing to let you know that I have accepted Mike Bone's resignation as director of athletics effective today. On behalf of the Trojan family, I thank Mike for his contributions to our athletic department during a time of rapid transformation and growth. We will be announcing a transition team comprising both internal and external leaders in the coming days, and will launch a national search for a new director of athletics shortly. Over the last four years, the USC Athletics Department has transformed into a national powerhouse. In our singular pursuit of excellence, I am committed to ensuring we have the right leadership in place to achieve our goals. As part of that commitment, and as we prepare to move to the Big Ten, we conducted a thorough review of the Athletics Department including the operations, culture, and strategy. Having built a strong foundation over the last few years, now is the time for a new direction grounded in our values and in expertise needed to fulfill our aspirational vision for Trojan Athletics. I am proud of how far we have come, and I know we can go even further. We are laser-focused on positioning USC and our student-athletes for success and continuing momentum of our student-centric athletics programming uh, programs with excellence on and off the field, We will keep you updated about our progress. Yeah, that was from USC President Carol Foltz. And so at the moment, um, you see the Mike Bone thing, you see the Carol Foltz stuff. At about about 1.15 on Friday, because I was in the middle of a meeting with my boss. There you go. (laughs) And I'm looking over and the Discord is popping off and I'm like, oh, of course this would drop while I'm in the middle of of a meeting with my boss. So that's fun. Yeah, and of course there's uncertainty, like 
this came out of nowhere. Um, what does what does this mean? Um, Mike Bone mentions the word health in his statements, but there's no well wishes of health stuff in Carol Fold's statement. So does that mean anything? I don't know. It's this this massive like conundrum of like, well, this was out of left field. I, I, like, what was your first reaction? It felt like out of left field. Uh, it was, it was, it was weird. It was strange. It was, it felt like a Friday news dump. And yeah, um, I want to shout out Dan in the discord because I think he clocked it immediately that like, there's something that feels weird about this. And, and, USC doesn't just get to do a Friday news dump where the athletic director resigns in the middle of May mm-hmm. when the Big Ten move is coming and have us not be suspicious about what the reasons for it were. And there were a lot of people parsing um, the statements, like you said, the health questions. Is it a health issue? Is Mike Bone okay? Do we need to give him well wishes? Parsing it- the, the Carol Foltz statement about needing a new direction and doing a review of the department and this all, mm. all of it just felt off and we didn't have to wait very long yeah, to th- find out why. There also wasn't a joint effort of releasing this from say the athletic department. There was no tweets from USC. There, wa- there wasn't like a, a pretty graphic put out, no. nothing like that, which you would expect if this was just, uh, Mike Bone stepping down or retiring or whatnot. Also, the word resignation is not retiring. Yeah. Like, th- those are two different words. Um, and so it, then it comes out from uh, Ryan Carchi over at the LA Times um, that there are potentially more details to this. Uh, the LA Times reports on questions about inappropriate comments and behaviors by Mike Bone, along with several questions of his management and athletic department. Uh, Ryan Karchi also detained uh, allegations of impro- inappropriate behavior by Bone, including unwanted physical contact at Cincinnati. You want you want to get into the details here? Yeah. So I'm just uh, Ryan Karchi's piece for the LA Times is very well reported. He talked to a lot of people. It's extensive. Um, so go read that if you want more of the details. I think uh, the 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 near the beginning of the article, they do a good job of summing up the issues. So. As to the misconduct uh, allegations at USC or the inappropriateness at USC, um, this is from the article. Bone made inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female colleagues, including remarks about their dress, hair, and weight that staff members said made them feel uncomfortable, according to two USC sources with knowledge of the incidents. They spoke on condition of anonymity, fearing retaliation. They said Bone's comments left colleagues, especially women, feeling awkward. Three USC USC sources said several people confronted Bone about the comments they felt were inappropriate, but the comments continued. Um, That's one element of the story, and that's backed up by some pretty extensive reporting from Cincinnati, uh, where the the head trainer at Cincinnati said that he witnessed instances of unwanted uh, physical contact. There were named sources in the article talking about um, questionable behavior comments uh by bone um regarding just behavior across the board comments about uh, uh, a the um sexuality of a, of a co-worker all of that kind of stuff none of it good as to the management of the athletic department which is i think another interesting wrinkle in all of this um this is from the article the times spoke to six usc sources who raised concerns about his management of the department Several described him as a poor manager who missed meetings he was expected to attend 
and was often absent from key events, including USC national championship victories. Multiple sources alleged employees left meetings with Bone without direction and that he shied from difficult conversations. Two former USC coaches told the Times that Bone's leadership of the department was a primary reason that they left. Um, so that's the other element of this. And I think th- I think it's it's important to discuss both of these things because on the one hand, you have what feels to me, and I don't want to downplay any of the behavior at, at any point. None of it is acceptable. But I will say just as a woman living in the world who sees stories like this on a regular basis, this is par for the course. Uh, uh, a, 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 uh, a figure in power in a company or an organization was inappropriate with the women around him, made inappropriate comments, made inappropriate uh, gestures, did inappropriate things, didn't take feedback well, and he gets nixed because of it. That that feels like a story we have all heard before. Right. Um, the management allegations are really interesting, though, um, because this is not just an issue of Mike Bone was out of touch. This is an issue of was Mike Bone good at his job, which sort of fake like shakes the foundation of our perception of the USC athletic department yeah. in the Mike Bone era. Because if you look down the laundry list of accomplishments in these last four years, the, he brought Lincoln Riley to USC. His baseball hire looks immaculate. USC's going to the is well seated in the Pac-12 tournament. Looks like they're headed for the potentially for the um, the the College World Series uh, tournament, which well, the, the NCAA tournament. The NCAA let's, let's tournament. Not get ahead of. I'm not saying College World Series. I'm just Total. saying you know the, yeah. the the tournament, whatever. Yeah. Um, the the basketball program feels strong. Um, the football yeah. program feels strong. The baseball program feels strong. Uh, USC just won national titles in, in, you know, beach volleyball and in, in other realms. It feels like the program was turned around in terms of a competency question. This undercuts all of that, or at least Mike Bone's role in all of that. Not, not yeah. what has been accomplished, but how important was Mike Bone to those accomplishments, which is something we can talk about. Like, is that a good thing for USC? Is, is this ultimately... In the grand scheme of things, if you're going to lose your athletic director to a scandal, is this ultimately a net positive for USC where, I, one, I, you get to I'm say... I'm stop you right there. I think it's difficult to say that something can be a net positive when it ends up in sort of a... like. Well, it's never a net positive when people had to literally no, deal with this. Right. This this affected the quality of life of the people working for USC. That's but that's uh, that's this, definitely a bad thing. Th- like, this is one of those things where you know there's a lot of nuance here because on one hand, and I tweeted this Friday at the very beginning, this on the surface in terms of on field performance, the the national perception of the athletic department. The, the, I mean, the local perception of the athletic department, all of that, Mike Bones' eth- like reign as an athletic director appeared to be the best in decades at USC. Appeared to be, at the time, 
And like, like I tweeted on Friday, like obviously the legacy is going to change dependent on how everything's kind of sorts out here. Um, But as of that moment, when the, the word came out, the, the original, you know, resignation came out, like, no, you, you were hard pressed to find a public complaint about Mike bone, which I think underscores how frustrating this is from the SC perspective in the sense that SC seemingly did something right. They went out and they hired a guy who had experience. They hired a guy who wasn't just a famous SC football player that everyone knew. They hired someone who came in, changed a lot of the ways things were done. Um, Whether he did that or delegated someone to do that, insert Brandon Sosna into the conversation here. Well, that's a big name. We're going to be discussing a lot. Yes. Um, And, you know, maybe we look at it and say, well, this was all about Brandon Sosna and not about Mike bone in in the first place. Even if that's the case, he brought in Brandon Sosna, right? So like you, you look at this and say that, yes, he did all these, these things that at the time appeared to be correct and right. People wanted SC to throw their weight around in the conference they finally did that to the point where they left the conference. They go out and hire Lincoln Riley, something that SC has not done to hire a, a coach of Lincoln Riley's ilk. SC had not done that in almost 100 years since they brought in Howard Jones. Like this, I can't tell you enough how the things that were done in the Mike Bone era had not been done at SC in decades and nearly a century. Well, just the, so, the so, hiring of Lincoln Riley and the move to the Big Ten are the two biggest yes. moves in at USC in in a hundred years. Yes, and then you, and it just feels so USC for like that. this uh, to end up in controversy, right? Like it's like the Reggie Bush situation. You have the greatest player in the history of college football that you've ever seen in your life, and suddenly he's Voldemort, like. Why, why does this thing happen, have to happen to SC? Why, like, even when SC gets things seemingly right, they didn't. Because now it comes out that, oh, well, you know, he has these management problems and, you know, he's, uh, he's had bad behavior and um, problematic behavior and all these things that potentially harassment. And um, now you look back at, so we we were led, led astray. Like I, I like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, SC can't get out of their own way here. And no. it's, and it's frustrating to me. Also, another factor of this is like, how many times have we sat here and said that SC needs to stop this, like insularity thing that they do where they go out and they just hire from within and they hire the big name and all that stuff. And, so they finally go out and they don't do that and they get the results. But then you can argue at the end of the day, it was the same results because not being at national championships, like that feels like Lynn Swan. That's a Lynn Swan thing. That's the whole thing. So, so, and, and now you end up in a situation where are people going to overreact to this where, Oh, well we went outside and we, we hired an AD from the outside and look, he was uh, uh, just as poor in the job as Lynn Swan. So like, we might as well go out and hire Matt Leiner to be the next a- athletic director. Like you can't make that decision. 
But yet, like, as this the way this pans out, you can absolutely be, see people string that logic together, right? Like, it's just, it, it's extremely frustrating as an alum to see, like, anything that, like, SC is touched related to in these instances ends up backfiring even when seemingly they did something right. So when you talk about it being a net positive, I understand why you say that. And I see how you could argue that, but it's still at the same time, it's hard to say that with the straight face, even if you have bullet points behind that with evidence. What I, what I mean by that specifically is the Brandon Sosna question. We talked about what we talked about it when he got hired by the lions the word from the get-go had been the mastermind, the brainchild, the everything that was going on with USC's athletic department was Brandon Sosna. Right. That, Brand, that, that Mike Bone was the face, but that Brandon Sosna was the, was, the, was the one pulling the strings and really getting things done, and that um, he deserved a lot of the credit for the Lincoln-Riley hire, the Big Ten move, just the general organization of the, the athletic department, getting things back on track. And when he left, we I don't know if we discussed this on air, but I know we discussed it in in person would we see the deterioration of Mike Bone, the athletic, like, could Mike Bone do it on his own? Um, well, I think the answer seems to be no. We seem to have the answer. So at right. least it's out within a year. It's, it's and, at least you get to move on and hire somebody who's competent and good at their job and also knows how to act around women. Like it's, it's, I mean, like the question that as touchdown USC brings in, it's the vetting. The vetting is the is the big issue. And the vetting right. is something that I want to talk about. Carol Foltz is taking a beating. I think Bill Plaschke in the LA Times wrote an article that was very harsh um, towards her. Um, I think that the vetting is a very interesting question, especially because this was coming up at Cincinnati. How much was it coming up at Cincinnati is a question that I would like to know because one of the things that I always find difficult is the like the well usc should have known well who at cincinnati was talking before now like were people taught was this being brought up to people who would have had a say did usc not ask the right questions to the right people did the did the did now the firm that usc hired to vet the candidate is definitely the the where i'm looking at and saying like where did you miss this? Like, it's your job to, to, to know right. this. It's your job to get this. Like, this is the, the big, um, the, 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 the big blank spot in the, in the evaluation that clearly somebody did something wrong here. Um, the vetting process is, is definitely a question that needs to be asked. Um, yeah. Uh, Alex and Jet says, says, by the way, Michael, you are so, Negative, past regimes would have done nothing with USC and President Fult that is a clear sign of progressing and maturing. maturing. I couldn't be more proud of USC. I want to believe you, yes. I'm I, with I, Alex I, on this. I'm, I agree. Um, at the same point, like I, I'm fully in, I'm 98% with you there. The, the only hesitation I have um, is that a lot of the things that uh, at least that we see when we, when, you know, Lisa, you and I talk about football more than anything. We're not talking about athletics. I mean, um, academics and all that kind of thing. Um, and researching those sort of things. 
the impact that we see that Carol Folt has had on this program, a lot of it stems back to the Mike Bone hire, right? And so the Mike Bone hire aging poorly is not good for Carol. Folt, is not good for Carol. Folt, I agree, but I, I I I think Alex is Alex is spot on here in the especially using the word maturing because this this wasn't a cover up. The USC right? of the past covers this up. Yes, lets it go under the 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 thing and doesn't say anything because the Mike Bone era is so good. Or the whole, or they let they let the LA Times run the expose on Mike Bone being inappropriate. Um, and, and then they let it blow over around. and they keep yes. moving on with it. And like, that's, 100%. that's very old USC. And I think that, um, that the idea, the, the thing that I think you can take heart in from a USC perspective is before the LA times caught wind of this earlier this year, USC hires a law firm to do a review of the athletic department because of these issues that are being brought up. Yeah. And I, I think that I think that's telling to to give to give Carol Fultz some, I mean some, I, some do, benefit of the do doubt. We here. need to yes. absolve Carol Fultz and the hiring process. It's not just Carol Fultz. There's a panel of people who are doing this. Yeah. They hired, they paid money to a firm who was supposed to vet the candidates who clearly missed something big. Um, all of these things that that we're not going to let them off the hook. But I will say that there's there is a there is a sense of moving forward to the idea that USC identified the problem, yeah. took steps to figure out what the problem, to figure it out, and that the resignation came um, yes. as, as, soon as, it, as soon as it was clear it was going to come to light. And, like, that's better than what has happened before. Yes, I will, a thousand I have, percent. I have, one other, I have one other point okay. on this that I would like to – I'm not – I am not engaging in whataboutism. I would just like to calm the sensation of why always us that I think USC fans rightly have because USC has been in the middle of a lot of different storms that have been very embarrassing, frustrating, um, frankly, uh, sickening in, in certain cases all of those are very, very valid reasons to feel like it's always something with USC. You're but right. I now cover things on a national level. Alabama. You would not want to be Greg Byrne at Alabama right now. Alabama's sure. athletic department has had incredibly bad things happen this year over the past year. Georgia has had some really tragic, questionable things happen over the last year. Michigan has had some really questionable things happen over the last year. Just this weekend, while USC is enjoying their their latest uh, scandal, Michigan hired the son of Beauchamp Beckler, who turned out to have really, really questionable likes on Twitter, liking all sorts of racially charged, uh, politically charged, uh, uh, sort of anti-inclusive tweets on Twitter and ended up having to fire him after he had been vetted. Um, so I guess my whole thing is when you know a lot about a program, when you're in it in a program, every big thing that happens feels like the biggest thing that's happening in college football. And it's, right. and it's not. So 
Take that for what is it for what it is. 100%. Some of the other biggest programs in the country are in the middle of their own storms, and that yes. happens. And the 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 frustration is absolutely real. I don't begrudge you that frustration. Yes, uh, I I I hear you. I'm I'm with you. I think that there is a universal thing that people suck everywhere, right? Like yes. Um, yes, this is at the same facts. time, at the same time. Um, so as much as I agree that like um, you could look at this and say, well, this is just this is a Mike Bone thing. Like this is a Mike Bone thing. And it, knowing USC where things things have been systemic or they've allowed the bad apple to sort of be around for a long time, allowing it to then become systemic that that didn't happen, um, I think is, you know, a very poignant piece of nuance here. The problem, or the frustrating part for me is that because of all the other stuff, because of all the other litany of things over the years, SC's not going to get that benefit of the doubt in the public's perception. And I know the public perception only means what, what it means, but this gets lumped in with all of the other stuff that was systemic. Yes. That was covered up. That was all of that, all, all of those other things. And, and the so, whole idea of having Carol Foltz come in was to not have to deal with this crap anymore. Yes. And here we are. Right. And yes, well, if if you know, dealing with this correctly, if that's if that's the thing that ends up being the the final takeaway, which there's still a lot to, you know, come out with this. And and I don't think we're, we're, we're completely uh, have enough information to say that that's the case yet. Um, you know, that, that's a, that's a win of itself, but it's not the, the full win when you still have to deal with, with this on top of everything else. So, uh, and that's why I speak to the whole frustration of like, bone was supposed to be the one that was working, right? This yeah. was supposed to be the thing. Yeah. And, you it know, it felt good to, feel like the athletic department was yes. on the right track. Like th this one was not the one that was supposed to, to go haywire. Um, and so, yeah, where, where does, where does SC go from here? Uh, where, do, where does SC go from here um, is sort of the question. Um, let's talk about Brandon Sosna. Brandon Sosna, I think is the name that everyone is sort of going to bring up. Um, you know, I, I brought up Brandon Sosna on, Twitter on Friday. I think a lot of people did. Um, I think he's a fascinating character here. Um, especially if you can look at it and I think it's, by the way, I think it's really easy to, to look at it now and say, Oh, well, all the positives must've been Brandon Sosna and, and it couldn't have possibly been Mike bone. Mike bone is only the negatives and it's never going to be that, that binary, right? It's it's in it's it's a little I think it's a little ridiculous to to say that right now or it's a little too easy to, to sort of strip it away to to not have some some nuance there. But I think that we can definitively say a lot of the big wins were heavily, heavily um steered and in influenced, encouraged by by Brandon Sosna, given how much of a big role he played in the Lincoln Riley hire, the big 10 stuff, all of that. Does that satisfy your requirement? Your, I assume your, your need for experience at the athletic department um, position. 
athletic director position going forward because we we've talked about it forever. Um, if you're going to hire someone, hire someone who has done the job before or who has like is objectively earned that job. Well, Brian, Brandon Sasson does not have the experience of being an AD, but if he's shown all the other stuff, does that circumvent not having the AD job for you? It, it, like is Brandon Sosna the equivalent of a national championship winning defensive coordinator? Is he the Brent Venables of this situation where like he's, you know what I mean? I don't think the Brent Venables things work. Uh, the, the Brent Venables thing would work if he had been the right hand man in an athletic department, like for, for 20 years or something like that. Like that's the Brent Venables. Sure. The issue, the, the issue with Brandon Sosna is quite simply, he is very young. Right. Um, Personally, I do not give a crap. If Brandon Sosna were willing to take this job, I would hand it to him yesterday. Um, yes. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I think that Brandon Sosna's competency to me at this point, from what we all know, and obviously we don't always know everything because see the conversation we're having right now, but to what we know right now, um, Brandon Sosna's competency, competency, competency has never been questioned it has only been backed yes. up by everyone that i know but, who, who has who has worked with him talked with him all of that kind of stuff absolutely believes he is a star in the making which is why i don't believe that he would take this job so that's my only thing like if brandon sosna wanted it i think you give it to him yes he's young um is he maybe like my perception might be that like maybe it's a question of like the AD is, is sort of a figureheady job too, where it's a lot of glad handing and a lot of just trying to get garner donations and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, all like all of that, like, is that what Brandon Sosna wants to do? That's my thing is like, he went to the lions for a reason. It feels like he's a future GM in the NFL for very good reason. Like, I don't see, yeah. I, I, now being getting an AD job at this point for him, what feels like it would be unprecedented. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't exactly track the hiring of ADs across the country. Well, how I'm old getting was, wager was that most of them Martin are. Jarman when he started to, to be an AD at like BC or whatever? Uh, I have no Can't idea. Can't be that much different. Um, I, I, I think that the Sosna stuff is interesting because everyone who ever talks about Brandon Sosna talks to talks about him in the ways people talked about Theo Epstein. Yes. And Theo Epstein, the original boy wonder GM himself became the GM at like 30 or whatever it was and won a world series with the Red Sox. That sort of seems like what, what Brandon Sosna is like primed to do is to be a GM. Yeah. And I think that if, if the odds if, if the, you know, he's, he's with the Detroit lions, you know, and he's been with, uh, he's worked with multiple teams now. I like that seems like the pathway for him. It seems like the end goal. And I don't know that an athletic director role is necessarily the same. Um, but that's just my weird outsider perspective. The other side of this is like touchdown USC brought up in the chat would falter higher from bones tree. I think that's a valid question. Because right now, uh, you know, you know, last week, I think we'd absolutely say like if if 
Bone retired and this was a retirement situation, there'd be no question about that. Yes, you'd be comfortable with that. But when you have this sort of thing, it might be a little awkward to go back to the to the Mike Bone tree. And there are there would be questions of was Sasna potential like did he know any of these things? Did was he just, you know, in a in a back room and focused on everything else? Like I don't know any of those things. The answers to any of those questions, I don't think anyone does publicly right now, but that you have to ask those questions seemingly would be a negative in his candidacy, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so for you, what type of, what what is your profile beyond talking about Sasna? What is your profile of what the next ADs should look like? So, yeah, I, I think Sosna is sort of like uh, in, in his own category because of the familiarity at USC and all of that. And it's not like one of those like USC legacy hires. No, like the only reason you'd be hiring him is because, you know, he did a very, very good job in right. his role at USC. And that hiring from within is not a problem, by the way. No, it's no, it's not. USC only hired from within and not and from hired- within, not from within. They only hired former football players. Yes. Which- which right. is overlooking, you know, competent, you know, department deputies and stuff who didn't put on pads and play football and 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 win awards or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, that that's a whole other question. Like, that's, There's also that's a difference issue. between hiring someone from within because they know the program. Yes. And hiring someone within because, because they're they very are- good and you're keeping your talent from within. Yes. Like that's hire somebody from within if they yeah. are a star. Do it. Um, I don't know if there's someone in the current athletic department who is that star. I, I, I don't know that I would, I would, yeah. I would know that, but um, I think that if you, if you set the Sosna question to the side, the, because he doesn't fit this, he doesn't fit this criteria. Mm-hmm. If you're USC, you go out and find a, someone who has been an athletic director who has done a good job as an athletic director. Maybe. You go out and find somebody who has been a Pac-10, a, a, a Big Ten athletic director. It would be wild. Hmm. How much money would it take to get Martin German? <laughs> uh, I mean, just you saying. know, you know what, you know what the comment, you know what the the the, the conversation that USC had uh, when they decided to go pursue Lincoln Riley might have begun exactly like that. You know what would be wild. How much money would it take to go get Lincoln Riley? Like, right. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it would be the most shocking event possible. Sure. I would be in favor of it. It would be incredible. The, the, just the, the pure. Oh, what it mean for the rivalry? What it would the, mean for all of the, it, like. Yes. Insane. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a plus. He, Martin Jarmond uh, has been an athletic but, director before has been a successful athletic director. He's like, wait, before. I don't have to listen to the board of regents I don't have to anymore? deal with the board of regents. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, I get to go be fully committed to, to football and all this kind of stuff. Like, and now he's got to deal with a board of trustees that has like uh, Steven Spielberg on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, or Rick Caruso <laughs> and, and, and someone, but um, yeah, like Martin but, but Jarman, the, but the crux is get, Martin get someone with experience, is a perfect right? example. If, if the UCLA thing wasn't if, for those who aren't aware Martin Jarman is the UCLA athletic director. <laughs> yes. He's doing a very good job at UCLA, by the way. Um, at least from what from what we from from the outside, from what we have seen, it seems like he's doing a good job at UCLA. Um, 
Someone like Martin Jarman. Yes, exactly. Somebody who is, uh, who has athletic directing experience, who is to me on the younger side. Like, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm not saying that you need to like discount everybody above 65, but like also like be real, be in the moment. College football has never been more fluid and changing and, and just open to um, just things that, that, that go their way. Like somebody who's not stuck in the rut, um, it would be, would be nice. Uh, Malcolm in the chat says, I wouldn't be shocked, shocked if a woman becomes the top candidate. If a woman is, is, is qualified for the job. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I really don't care. Um, if, if Carol Folt could find a, a woman who hasn't been given the opportunity to, uh, take on that role because, because this is the way that athletics rolls. Like, I think that would be, that would be lovely. Um, but really what it comes and, and in that case, if we were talking like a, a woman who's a top candidate, I soften the, have they been an athletic director before such a question? Because now you're talking about like, were they even given an opportunity to be an athletic director, uh, before, which is a whole other question. But again, you're looking at who are the stars of other athletic departments? Who are the ones that you look at who like the Brandon Sosnas of the world? Who's the next Theo Epstein? Who's the one that people are talking about? Um, I do bring up the big 10 just because USC is moving to the big 10. I think it would be interesting if USC hired somebody who already had relationships in that conference. Is that something you so, want? Do you want maybe an outsider who comes in and tries to shake things up? I don't, I mean, I mean, these are questions that I think USC needs to ask themselves and ponder. I, I know the big 10 stuff comes up. I, I, I will say that like, I, I've, I've seen, things about, Oh, this is terrible timing for USC. I, I'm going to disagree on that thing. Not that there is a right time for any of this. Obviously this is, you know, you, you don't ever want to go through one of these things and all of that, but the worst potential timing would have been a, if SC was still staying in the PAC 12 and had to deal with the TV contract, they don't. If the big 10 move was still in flux, it's not. And if they still had to go out and make a Lincoln O'Reilly hire, they don't like this is not the worst time in the world for SC to go out and hire an athletic director, knowing that the three biggest jobs with the four biggest jobs, uh, both basketball teams, football and baseball, the hiring of all of those, those Coaches are not one that you have to worry about right only now. Only one. I, actually, that's a, that's a good point because of the big four, only one is even a conversation we'd be having about whether or not a new hire needed to be made. And Which is made, Enfield. And, then, and that's, and, and if Enfield, if Enfield were going to be, if Enfield's hot seat got him fired, that wouldn't be until, I mean, we're, we're talking a year. But, like, we, but we've, we've talked about it before, like Enfield, and you don't need realistically to, you don't Enfield's need job to. should not be on the you line. Don't, and that's the, 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 the sweet spot that Enfield has put himself in is he doesn't need to get fired because right. he keeps recruiting well and he keeps right. You know, it's, like, it's the Bo Pelini situation. Yeah, just, if you're, if you're the AD, minus you let ex, him go. Minus expectations. And like this that. is, this is a sweet spot for like any other, well, I guess this in the case because USC's coaches of the past two decades have been sort of in unique positions, but in the situation where like normally a football head coach would be 
under pressure knowing that a new AD is coming in, except you're Lincoln frickin' Riley and you don't have yeah. to worry about that at all. And yeah, the I mean, if you're... Um, Especially when Lincoln Riley has some sort of... Has certainly has more autonomy than, say, Clay Helton did. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, he has to. Yeah. Um, and but this is also the this is the other thing is if you're USC, you are in in a position of power here because, um, the athletic department at USC possibly has never been in a stronger position to compete to hire an athletic director. Like you're the athletic director, and you get to come in knowing that like Lincoln Riley's already there. Mm-hmm. The hard part's been done. The basketball program, if you wanted to to be um, more ambitious, you could make that move, but you don't right. have to. The, the job is not to not the, to crash the plane. The right? baseball program feels like that's a good that's a good hire, and maybe that's a, a conversation you need to have a few years down the line. But it's not an immediate conversation you need to have. Same with the w- women's basketball. New hire, people feel good about it. Like, you know. Go in there. So USC is in a really strong position to be able to offer this job to to people. So it's certainly a completely different case, situation than it was last time. Yes, where you know like, well, SC you was in the worst possible position to to make a, an AD hire uh, when they the you know football team was down. The there were all the scandals, all the FBI investigations, all of that. I my, the timeline on the top of my head not completely can't completely tell you exactly what where the all there were so many investigations i'm not sure which one was before or after but and they this, were all in that general time frame right like and this gets back to what i was saying before that i we agree it's like difficult to word it but the timing could be worse in that usc could have gone through the big 10 transition with someone who wasn't good at their job as it turns out and managing a department that needed to be managed very well because they're transitioning yeah. all of their Plus, sports I think that this is Big a, Ten. This is a good carrot, too, because I think that when you go out and get an AD, I think that this is just like hiring a GM of, of any professional sports team. GM wants to go in and put their stamp on something, right? Like, often they want to come in and they want to, like, change something. They want to fire somebody, just maybe not to <laughs> fire someone to fire someone, but, but you want to be able to, like, have your you know fingerprints on something right even though sc is in a position to where yes you could you could get aggressive and get rid of andy henfield if you really wanted to um that you're in a position where of stability right now with the athletic department aside from this whole mike bone thing the transition to the big 10 allows you to put your your i think is a is a carrot because you can come in here and you can establish what SC's role is in that conference, what SC's role is going to be in the, the, the meetings and all that stuff, how much cachet SC is going to have, how much of a voice SC is going to have versus Michigan and Ohio state and Rutgers. You know what I mean? Like, I I think, I think that's going to be an interesting little, little tidbit there. Um, So, Let's get to the mailbag, Alicia. We got a bunch of questions right here on on the chat live on YouTube. As always, if you're not watching us live on YouTube, uh, you can watch us every Monday, uh, every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific. 
Uh, of course, not next week because that's Memorial Day. We're not going to have a show on Memorial Day. So we'll be off one week, but we'll be back uh, two weeks from now. Um, but let's get to uh, the old mailbag. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've got mail. All right. Alex says, was Cincinnati glad to get rid of Mike Bone? Well, okay. If you read the article from the LA Times, they end on that note. And that's the the quote is from a particular person. It might just be their opinion. Yeah. But it sounds like maybe, maybe the people within the department felt fortunate to not have to deal with it anymore. Um. Or yeah, not not have to broach the the that, the, 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 the issue in the same way. Well, that know? Cincinnati didn't have to be the one that had the or you know the Cincinnati right. Inquirer peeking around and and coming out with this this stuff. Like I think that's that was sort of the vibe that I got. But um, so yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go to a message we got from Dan on Discord. Uh, who says that here's the hottest of takes with the fire emoji. You want to offer the AD job to David Shaw? Um, I, <laughs> so I, I have, I'm of two, obviously this is not a, I don't think it's a serious question. I'm of two minds. Do I think David Shaw could be someone who could be an AD? Yeah, I actually do. I think that he absolutely could be that guy. Um, uh, but the answer is no. Like we, we, <laughs> We say that SC shouldn't go out and hire uh, the next version of Mike Garrett, Pat Hayden, and Lynn Swan, which is probably what Matt Leiner to Carson Palmer or something. Um, but that also would apply to David Shaw. That's he's just Stanford's version of that, and David Shaw needs to you know prove it first well, b- before da- you before you you hire a guy just because of the, of of the name. I think this is this disqualifies David Shaw. Um David Shaw was very clearly not a fan of NIL, of transfer portal of wasn't a fan of SC leaving the conference. All of the directions that college football is moving, David Shaw has clearly not been on board with. Yes. I think that the ADU hire needs to be prepared to handle those things, embrace yes. them go ride the wave right. as it were. Um, so yeah. yeah, no, I would not. I love David, David Shaw, Shaw as a person. David Shaw as a person, it, like to have him. I think if he was with, interested, he he could, he could be decent. Maybe Who to knows? have him associated but, with, with USC. I, w- I wouldn't yeah. be against it, but uh, no, I, I don't think that that would be a, a good hire for USC. Um, 
I also just think in general, uh, the athletic department experience is something very high on my list. Um, as I've said before, preferably NAD, but I'll make some exceptions for those who have not been ADs, but are well within an athletic department structure. This is also why, like we're going to hear names like the same names we heard, you know, a decade ago, Condoleezza Rice, Oliver Luck, like all of these names. Those are people who I think would be qualified to be an AD, but we've talked about them for a decade now and they haven't been an AD, which means. Which sort of signals to you that like that's, then then don't force them to. Yes. That's not something they want to actually do. Yes. I, I, I would agree. Uh, fighting on MC says Ryan Abraham mentioned on his last show, the Parasite podcast that he would like to be the USEAD. He fits a candidate with no AD experience. We love Ryan to death. I haven't listened to, to their latest episodes. Um, when things come out like this, I try not to listen to, uh, yeah. to our friends uh, across until we've recorded. Yeah. Because you know, you don't want to end up with the, with the same parodying the, the same thing, uh, you know, subconsciously or whatever, but, Let's, let's talk about Ryan as the AD. I think, you know, he he would have, he would know not to make the mistakes that the the other people made. Yes. Right? Seemingly. Yes. Um, <laughs> Seemingly. Yes. I mean, USC could do worse than, than Ryan Abraham. Uh, I think, I think you'd, you'd definitely be hiring somebody who, who wants to see USC succeed. Like, yes. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think he might have to recuse himself of of his his role. No, no offense to Ryan. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like USCfootball.com is an institution. He knows at this the fight. Point, you wouldn't want to. He does know the fight song. Um, I just. I would hope that USC aims a little bit higher. No offense to Ryan. He's like six um, three or something. <laughs> tall, he's very tall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um yeah. Um. Can you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, Alex says, what's going on in Alabama and Georgia? We would love to know uh, what to feel about at USC. Oh, I, I mean, just like uh, Alabama's uh, basketball program, the current state of their basketball program and the players within um, Georgia, the current state of, of, I know Georgia is coming off of a national title win and all that kind of stuff, but like they also had some really tragic and, tragically questionable stuff happen within the program. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of other stuff that's, that's come up that uh, we just wouldn't have time to get into, to be honest. But if you, if you sort of follow some of the storylines, they're, they're, they're not great around, especially around Alabama, Alabama. Um, well, you, you had the, the baseball, the baseball gambling, gambling thing. thing you, you had the, the star basketball thing. player who was involved in the that murder thing uh, that I don't know the details of, so I'm just not even going to go further than that. that well, a, go, go research it, and I don't want to speak out of turn here. An, an Alabama, multiple Alabama basketball players were present at a murder scene Um one of them is being charged as an accessory to murder. One of them, I call it, did a hockey assist to a murder, which is allegedly did. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, and there's questions about how the athletic department handled that particular um, yeah, just drip, drip of information. Go, 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 bing it, Google it, whatever. 
I say bing it because Elisa's a weirdo who bings. Hey, they give me they give me Starbucks. They're literally paying you to use their they literally pay me to use their search engine. It tells you what's wrong with it. Yeah, I'm just saying they give me free Starbucks. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes, yes, I am that. uh... All right. Um, Fred says, "What position group will be most improved in 2023?" We're turning the page. Not talking about Bone at the moment. Yeah. Um, position group will be most improved. The one I hope is linebacker. I hope linebacker um, need it yeah. to be linebacker. I mean, SC has gotten brought in. So I, I, I'm, I'll give you one besides linebacker, which is the one that you definitely want to see but the, the front, the, the front uh, seven across well, the, the front board. seven in general, the front yeah. six, whatever um, the defensive line, you bring in bear Alexander, you bring in Anthony Lucas, you bring in Jack Sullivan, all those guys, Jamal Muhammad. I think that there's dudes there um, to sort of improve on a defensive line that was basically Thule and everybody else last year. Um, I think there's going to be more talent to sort of have the line contribute as a whole, which I think is going to be good for USC's defense. And then obviously you want to see the growth on at linebacker because that was the hole in the team. That, that was absolutely the hole. Um, you know, Eric Gentry was someone that. We saw a lot of flashes from, but we still needed to see more. Um, he got injured as well, which didn't help out. So, yeah, um, definitely the um, the linebackers would be the one that you would hope to take a step forward. Uh, Fred says, which one um, takes the biggest step back? Um, I think that there is it, a decent chance. Is it a decent chance it's the old line? Offensive line probably takes a step back from where it was last year because it was outstanding last year. And and sustaining yeah. that when you've had so many guys turn over, even though you've replaced them well, there's still guys who have just arrived who need time to settle and, in and 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 play together and all of this kind of stuff. That that kind of stuff matters. Um It's I, a little weird though with the offensive line because they were so good in run blocking. Um, so the run blocking might take a step back because you got to replace so many guys. Um, however, the, the pass blocking, I think you really hope doesn't take a step back because there's a lot of improvement that the pass blocking could, could have my, on, my honest answer. And it's sort of one of my fears is, um, corner. Okay. Just because USC had, a, a, an all pack 12 level corner in Makai Blackman last year. And um, I think USC has the potential in the corner group to have the, the, the group as a whole sort of step up to, to rise back up to that level. Yeah. But am I certain 100% certain that USC has a single corner who will match what Makai Blackman did for USC last year at cornerback. I don't know. No, and that uncertainty is, is why I'd, I'd pick that group potentially a year ago. Would you have said that about Makai Blackman? No, no. So and that's, it and that's could be the case fair. with yeah. Christian Roland Wallace. Yeah. It could be the case with uh, Damani Jackson. If he ends up being the five-star guy that, you know, playing to that five-star potential. Yeah. USC um, has the potential. It's just seeing it come through might take a step back yeah uh fred's last question here is where does the kentucky derby rank on your sporting calendar hierarchy it's up there man 
absolutely up there. Kentucky Derby is awesome. The whole Triple Crown is awesome. I am a big advocate for watching horse racing. I love, love going to the track. Uh, love me some Derby talk. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's high up there for me. First, first, week, first Saturday of, of, uh, of, of every May. It's, it's great. Yeah, I, I think um, if there's one horse race I watch every year without fail, it, it tends to be the Derby. Yeah. And that puts it pretty damn high on my sports calendar. There's the Derby. There's the Santa Anita Derby. There's the Big Cap. There's... Kentucky Derby. Yeah. There's the... I also tend to tend to catch the Belmont. Um, Belmont's the worst one. It's a mile Belmont, and a half. Is Belmont the first one? The last one. It's the last one. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I don't catch the Belmont. What's the first one? Kentucky Derby. Oh, is the Kentucky... What's yeah. what, What's the third? What's the one I'm missing in the my Preakness. head? Preakness. Preakness. Yeah. That's the one. Preakness. Yeah. 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 Um. All right, I, I one one more question here from from Alex before we get into um, one thing that we wanted to bring up here at the end. Um, Alex says, "Is the twenty twenty three season Alex Grinch's last at USC? Uh, either he gets a head coaching job after twenty twenty three, or he gets fired." I that's not a bad shout because if he does, we've talked about it before. It's put up or shut up, right? So I guess this adds the wrinkle of if he puts up. Does he promote out? I think that's probably a good, a reasonable thought. Like, that's not a bad bet. I don't think it's a bad bet at all. Um, Do I think that one good year for for USC's defense channels him into a a head coaching position? Not necessarily, but it's not outside of the realm of possibility. And certainly it's not outside the realm of possibility that he gets fired after this year if things don't go well. Um, so yeah, I like, I like the question. I like the, the, the thought that it provokes in terms of like, yeah, that's, it's a real possibility, um, that either way, one way or the other, uh, that that comes through, but. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Grinch. Uh, Matt Kumagai in the, in the chat says Grinch for AD. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but of course we will see. Um, but. We're going to wrap up this episode with um, controversy that I was going to start the episode with, but um, I think the Mike Bone thing kind of took precedence. Um, I want to address a tweet that um, I put out recently, and it garnered some, um, got some negative feedback about it, and I wanted to apologize, clarify, um, issue an all those statements um, tweet I said was quote, here's the thing. Hot food is bad. Food is best warm. Yes. This includes soups. Um, then I know that angered some people. I know that uh, a lot of people were upset. Um, USC psycho replied quote, bro. I think someone hacked into your Twitter account and posted this madness. Um, Remember Murdy who's in the chat says you are one strange person not to like Hot food being hot. Um, our friend w- Richard said, what? Um, 10 SE Trojan says, what's wrong with you? Hot foods are best hot. Cold foods are best cold. Warm is nasty when it comes to food. Um, I'm just going to say it like it is. If you have to blow on your food or eat your soup like 
what what are you doing? <laughs> like that that's not a way to enjoy food. Like I'm sorry, I don't want to eat something that burns. I want to be able to if I order some fries, I want to be able to touch the fries and not go, oh, ooh, that's hot. Ooh. I, you know, I, I want to be able to touch my food. I want to, if it's, if it's, you know, handheld, of course, I'm not a, not, not a weirdo here. Really not. Don't want to burn my tongue off. And when I say warm, I think people think that that means room temperature. Warm doesn't mean room temperature. Warm means it's not piping hot. Piping hot is uncomfortably hot. I don't want things uncomfortably hot. I want things very warm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want it hot, but not burning my mouth off. <laughs> like, I don't understand how people drink coffee. I just feel that, like, like this is that, like you pour it down. And it's just, it's got to like completely just burn off all your, your taste. Yeah, I, I hate a burnt tongue. I, I'm not going to lie. So I, 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 I I guess I come I, I I fall on your side of this of this whole debate if it's a debate I mean food at a at a comfortable temperature is is probably ideal for me and and that comfortable comfortably te- warm that That's comfortable what I temperature want. for me but then again I have like friends who say that like the food should be scalding and it's like no I don't want scalding food That's fine no. I it's it's yeah I agree with uh, with Matt Kumagai in the chat. Uh, the issue here is a misunderstanding of, of warm. Like yes. you don't mean lukewarm. No, you mean I don't... warm as opposed to one okay. like you know what you it have is hot and then you have warm. You know what it is. Let me explain. Lukewarm room temperature. You go into a shower, you turn the shower on. Yeah. You put it full blast, that's hot. Yeah, no. You put full blast, hot is not what you want. You you can walk out of there looking like a lobster in the worst way. No, you turn it down a little bit to your like Oh, this is this is nice and toasty warm. That's what I want my food to be like. I want it to be and mind you, I'm okay with room temperature food in most instances. So like I'm not hating on on the idea of room temperature food, but yeah. when I'm talking about warm, I still mean it's hot. Like it's not hot hot. I don't want to burn my mouth. I I I tend to agree in general. I just don't want food that burns my mouth. That's uh, and uh, touchdown USC as Indian food. No, you don't want to hear his his take on any food that is spicy. Like if we're talking spicy hot. First of all, you you I am are, very sensitive. You to are spicy worse food. with spice than I am. That is not true. Because that is I true. Eat pepperoni, Michael. For, I've I've had pepperoni. You don't like pepperoni. Why? I don't choose it because it's too spicy. But I choose pepperoni. I like that. You don't like, like your beans spiced. I no, because I don't. I want my beans you, just. You you don't want cumin in your beans or or paprika in your beans or, yeah. or chili powder in your beans. Because beans on, are are fine on their own. They don't need. Just be pure. They're fine. But you, you say it's too spicy. So like. No, no, know. that's different. That's different. Mm-hmm. So, see, I like Indian food, but I. It's it's a struggle. Uh, it's a struggle for me because, like the good Indian places, don't their mild is not even. It, I, I can't do it. it. And and like, it's not a question of like the flavor. I the flavors are good. It's just my palate cannot handle the heat that 
people who really enjoy Indian food love. Um, it's just, it's, it's my, it's my lot in life. Um, doesn't, doesn't work for me. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's where, where we're at, but yeah. No to spicy food, no to hot food. Mm. All right. Anyways, I just want to address the whole warm thing. Yeah. Warm does not mean cooled off. It means it's not, it's not going to burn my tongue. Comfortable. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to end this episode. Uh, as always, you can email us at reinoftroy uh, at fanside.com. Uh, you know how to reach us otherwise, Twitter, wherever. Um, join us here on, on YouTube, of course, um, every Monday, except next Monday, which is Memorial Day, uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific. You can also join the membership here. Uh, we have the Rot Squad for four and a month. Uh, you can join us. We did get a nice, lovely message uh, from our pal Tim in LA who says, shameless plug for the membership following along with you guys in the Discord in real time while going full tinfoil hat over every word choice in the statements last Friday with Mike Bone was fun. That's the, the Discord is is really fun. Um, you know, as stuff happens, we're just reacting to it in, in real time. And all coming to a point of understanding together, and and it's yeah, it's it's a good it's a good time, and we're getting near we're getting nearer nearer the season when we will have even yeah. more and more and more to react to. So, yeah, it's good times in there. Yeah. Uh, also, we, we we got a chat message from uh, from Joe. I think it was Joe. Uh, I, I might have missed this earlier. I think Joe, it was Joe. the Notre Dame fan. The Notre Dame fan. Yes. And welcome, welcome. Um, Alicia is a Notre Dame grad, so you're you're ready. To- so, all right. Uh, until next time, see ya. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.